0: Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for the evening. Hey, we got a, a best case scenario here. We saw some goals. The game wasn't terribly boring. And uh, the Flyers lose in regulation. So everybody wins. Um, not much to say about this one, obviously. Uh, it's cool to see guys like Travis Konechny uh, start to get things going a little bit here because, hey, whether they end up trading him, he'll have more value. Or if they keep him, you know, maybe he can get back to a little closer to that level we expected from him a couple of years ago uh rather than the guy he's been these last two seasons. He's been producing pretty well lately, scores a goal tonight. I know the goal scoring hasn't really been there all year, but uh over the last couple of weeks, maybe the last month or so, he's just looked a lot more like the uh the Travis Connectney you know we expected him to be. So that's cool. Uh you know whether they whether they keep him or uh, move on from him he'll have more value either way, so that's fine. I think this team just needs a drastic reshaping, but as I've said over and over, they can't replace the entire roster. Some guys are going to have to still be here uh if t k is one of them cool he's maybe he's starting to get things turned around. We will see uh you know as the as the trade deadline approaches, I do think t k and guys with uh guys with term on their deals are probably going to be more uh more it's going to be like a an off-season move a move at the uh at the draft something like that when free agency opens and not so much at the deadline i think it's going to be mostly guys with uh one year on their deal at the deadline but you never know uh we're we're actually getting close now it's finally march we're finally into march and the uh trade deadline is 18 days away so at least it's approaching we've at least reached the month in which the trade deadline is it's been a long march to get there uh, that's it <laughs> it's 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 been a it just seems like this season has gone on forever it certainly feels like that when you're watching the games i'm sitting there like yeah cool flyers you know scored a goal that's all well and good like oh patrick brown good for him glad he's in the lineup to score you know like and we're just watching these fake, meaningless games that you'll want them to lose because there's the only point to this season now, the only point to this season, after watching this horrible, horrible hockey, is hoping to get into the top of this draft. Uh, right now, as I'm looking at it, the Flyers have 42 points, uh, same as Buffalo and one fewer game played. They are, what, fifth from the bottom like if if the draft was done by total points or record or whatever and not by lottery right now they'd be picking 5th that's a good start uh i think they can sink lower you know they still sell some guys um i think they can get to that 3rd spot they're only what 3 points up on seattle uh so with you know two games in hand those are a re- couple regulation losses right there we're right with you seattle uh it is it's just seeing philly and seattle like you know Arizona, obviously horrible. Montreal having one of the worst seasons ever. Um, Buffalo, perpetually a dumpster fire. But Seattle, the expansion team, the Flyers basically having the same record in the gold and the same goal differential, uh, really puts into perspective what this team has done. Uh, looking at what Seattle did, the expansion draft, it was like, man, they put together one of the least talented teams I've ever seen. And then, uh, yeah, it turns out. The flyers are right there with them. All right, that's enough of my take on this whole thing. We'll uh, we'll get into plenty of it. Let's get to the calls and let's lead it off with Warren Brody. Warren, you're live.
1: Hey, welcome back, Bill. How was your vacation?
0: Oh, vacation was outstanding. Had a ton
1: of fun, Warren. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's that's what counts. So interesting game tonight. Uh can can we like cancel the last thirty games of the season? I mean this is this is just Really depressing. Uh, I mean, the
0: only the, point the, to it is hoping they lose so they fall in the draft. Like I'm watching tonight. Like, okay, this is all well and good, but please, like, please put your foot on our throats, uh, Minnesota. Like, will you just get the lead back? And finally, they did. Uh, but well, yeah, it's it's depressing to watch.
1: Yeah, it just seemed like every time they made a mistake tonight, and it were really bad mistakes. Like I'm much more like. It's a shame they can't sit Rob down for a few games because it's just painful to watch. He's Just every time he makes a mistake, it ends up in the back of the net. But one thing I'm noticing with Carter Hart, and he's a good goalie. I don't want to rip him, but he's too far back in his net. And, you know, he that fourth goal right between the legs was, was not a good look. Uh, but, you know, they had a lot of shots tonight, too, but... He's got to worry He's still got things to work on as well. I mean, there's too many oh, goals yeah. going in over his shoulder. And but, yeah, uh, you know, I think um, I'm hoping they clean House with his coaching staff. I'm not impressed with yo. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a little confused on his game strategy with three minutes left in the game they're losing. He's got the fourth line out there, uh, and he's got Yandel out there at the end of the game. That's all I needed to see. I, it's just his. This is a strange guy, strange coach.
0: Yeah, I really do believe the Yandel stuff. Him on the power play, I, I, la- I had to laugh seeing him out at the end of the game as well, Warren. It was like I really just believe they're hoping if if he can do literally anything, someone will see it and want to give them anything for him. Well, but, but, but that shows uh, you he's how, one of the that, worst players I've ever seen.
1: That shows you how desperate the team is, and I'm really starting to question the leadership from the top. Because you know people like JVR and and Yandel aren't going to turn it on all of a sudden, and they're not going to have people trying to trade for them. I mean, they're not good players at this point. It's 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 tough to watch. Right, it is,
0: and thanks a lot, Warren. Yeah, it's. I mean, JVR. Hopefully, they can figure something out in the off season. I don't see anybody trading for them. Uh, at this deadline, Uh, not with another year on his deal, not at that cap hit, uh, not with what he has done this season. Now, hey, dumb shit happens all the time, you know. There's plenty of bad general managers out there. There's probably about 32, uh, you know, 30, let's say, bad general managers out there. Uh, So uh, anything could happen, but there's no way, uh, in my mind, they're able to move on from JVR. I can see some idiot team thinking, ah, oh, yeah, some some defensive depth heading into the playoffs. We could figure out a way to utilize Yandel more like Quenville did last year uh, to get the most out of him. Um, Iron Man streak obviously doesn't count in the playoffs, so you're free to scratch the guy. You know, it's illegal to take a horrible player out of your lineup because he's played so many games in a row. Uh, like, it's... The circular thinking just drives me insane. But there's, I watch Keith Yandel, and I want to complain nonstop about Keith Yandel. And I'm like, the Flyers haven't won 16 out of 54 games because of Keith Yandel. It's not his fault. But he has in no way helped. Like, the fact that he's out there and playing, like, he's fucking terrible. But a lot of the guys they have out there, like, I'm sitting there just watching Nick Sealer tonight thinking, this is it. This is what we have now. Like I get, Ryan Ellis is supposed to draw in, and maybe you could have had some. Uh, maybe you could have had some depth in Samuel Moran. You give up Robert Hague and the of line in trade, but essentially you're missing one guy. And oh fuck, we need to go to Nick Seeler. Like that's the next. That was you know most seventh eighth defensemen. It's not like they're great, but maybe they give you something in terms of upside or you know it's just wild that this is what they've gone with. And this is all they have. Uh, Josh Neath, Josh, you're live on the post game.
2: Hey, Bill, how's it going? How
0: are you tonight, Josh?
2: Good. First time on here. Uh, So they sent Ratcliffe down because they said he wasn't getting enough minutes in the NHL, but it's like, why, why are you not playing him more minutes and putting and, you know, giving him more time? Obviously the season's scrapped and you're playing Derek Broussard for some reason, play, like, play Ratcliffe. Play him in more minutes.
0: Yeah, it's more than anything, it's the wording of these situations that always drives me nuts. Like, oh, well, he's got to play. I don't want to just keep him on the bench. Well, you're the fucking coach. Then don't. You're totally in charge of ice time distribution. This is the only thing you have control over. Who plays and for how long. If you wanted to play him, you could. And, like... After the deadline, they'll still have 20 games, and I think a lot of guys will get some looks. And someone like Derek Broussard, I suppose, could have some trade value to a team looking to add some depth you know, without giving up much. So I understand putting the veterans in and everything. And Mike Yo still thinks he's coaching for his job for some reason, even though it's pretty clear that ain't going to happen. Like he can be doing a tremendous job and they can't give the job to a dude who wins like three of the final 50 games. Like they just can't. So it doesn't even matter how good of a coach Mike Yo is. They can't give him the job. Uh, So I just, I don't understand it. Like overall, like, you know, Morgan Frost, Isaac Radcliffe. These guys probably aren't going to move a needle. It does just annoy the shit out of me that like,
2: uh, how is there no plan? Yeah, the point, I don't think the point is them, like that's not their job right now is to move the needle significantly. Yeah. That, the needle needs to be their development. And this is where they need to be to develop. And they're just sending them in the AHL because it's like, oh, they'll get more ice time there. Well, why aren't you playing them more ice time here? And like you said, getting rid of guys like Nick Seeler, who's a waste of space on the ice. Keith Yandel, I understand York is hurt. But, you know, just those guys that are just that are just worthless. And then speaking of Yandel, with what you guys were saying earlier, what was his play at the end of the game where he's got one <laughs> hand on his stick that pop fly comes up, and he's just got one hand on the stick like, oh, I might deflect it maybe. I don't know, and then it bounces past him. and he has to fight off Kaprizov. You
0: know, yeah, he's – I mean – Lazy Keith play. Yandel, uh, every night I say the Flyers you know, have maybe two or three NHL defensemen in the lineup, and he ain't one of them. Keith Yandel has had a hell of a career. Uh, it's over, though. He does not belong in the NHL. He is in the running for, like, worst player I've ever watched play for this team.
2: Yeah, and the, and the last thing I'm going to say is uh, I know a lot of people uh, got onto Hart last year about his play. And I, I was never one of them. I honestly think he played fine last year. It was the team in front of him. And it's proven again this year. Hart's numbers are slightly better, but it's still the team in front of him. You know, Hart, like Warren said, can improve in areas. But it's, it's the team. It's the team in front of him. Defensive breakdowns is what leads to losing a two-goal lead with five minutes left in the game.
0: Oh, absolutely. And thanks a lot, Josh. Um, uh, Carter Hart, not a finished product. I think last season it started out the team in front of him was bad and letting him down. And then eventually he just broke. It pretty much looked like, uh, where he, I mean, the bouncing goals through the five hole, the armpit goals, like uh, Carter Hart was just completely lost in the second half of last season. I think after he was so badly let down by the team in front of him prior to that this year, I think he's been fine. Uh, yeah. Areas of his game to work on. He's not a finished product. He's still a young guy. Um, It's hard when you're never on offense. This team, again, 50% of the defense playing in front of them don't belong in the NHL. Like, it's tough. That said, he's not, he's not a stud yet, Carter Hart. He could still definitely become one, but, a stud goaltender, no matter the team in front of him, steals you a game every now and then, and it's hard to say Carter Hart has really stolen them a game. And that's like, it's not so much a knock on him as it is just like he still has t- steps to take as well. Uh, for his age, for what he's given to work with, I think he's been completely fine this year. Um. But he does need to improve to be that franchise guy. I don't think he's quite there yet. Uh, Johnny Dyer. Johnny, you're live on the postgame. How's it, Bill? How's it going tonight, Johnny?
3: Oh, just grand. Just grand. How was uh, was your vacation? Pretty awesome?
0: Oh, it was tremendous. We were down in Jamaica uh, Saturday to Wednesday. It was a ton of fun.
3: Oh, my God. And you came back to this?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was... (laughs) We are sitting there. My wife and I are sitting on the couch, and she's like, so you're going to do a game tonight? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I guess I fucking had. Like, I'm back. I need to not uh, – I'm back. I'm not still away. I can't pretend. I've already texted, I've already texted everyone like, hey, I'm back. I'll do like – yeah, so it is what it is. Uh, you yeah, know, flyers are horrible. They lose in regulation, and I, that's the outcome I wanted. So it's, you know,
3: it's the that's- job. I'm trying I'm trying to keep that that mantra in mind that losses are wins like that's that's what I'm trying to keep in mind. I was uh I was wondering if you saw that uh that Carcini tweet where he had like there's all these scouts in the game tonight scouts galore, right? At the did you sure. see that by
0: any chance? Yeah, yeah. So there was like 16 or 18 scouts at the game tonight.
3: At first, I was like, I wondered who they're looking at. And then I thought a little bit about it and was like, I wonder if they just needed a good laugh. Like, I wonder <laughs> if they just needed, like watching a comedy. Like, I'm going to go and watch this garbage team and laugh at them and feel better about what my team is doing because these guys are a clown show. I thought, that'd be, oh, that'd be great. Free tickets to to this? Like, you can just laugh at another team and how horrible they are. <laughs> And how grateful you are for that your team's not that not the team you're watching.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's serious business out there on the road. You know, the scouts, they lead a hard life. They're, you know, up, you know, especially the advanced scouts uh, coming in a couple days before their team to do the scouting and everything. You, you need a night off, a night of uh, just basically watching the Three Stooges, which is what the Flyers are. <laughs> the, the, the Flyers in their defensive zone are it's, – it's unlike – it's like some of them have never played hockey before. Like it, It's like a middle school team against a college team. Like I, I, I am baffled by some of the shit I like three seconds on the clock today, and Broussard just tosses it up the middle. Yeah, he was going oh. for a high flip, and he, if he gets it over the guy's head, like, you know it's no big deal, but he didn't. And if he just wraps it around the boards the period ends. And like, it was just the most completely avoidable shit ever and it's just constant with this team. I man, it's it is laughable, but I do think sometimes like there's a little too much made of the scouts. Oh man, there's so many scouts here. Like, well, the the Flyers and Wild both have like you know, games against other teams coming up. Right. <laughs> and those teams are coming here to, like, do the advanced scouting and stuff. So you, know, you have to account for that as well. But, uh, you know, it's that time of year. People are going to get excited about something. It's going to, it ain't going to be the hockey on the ice. It's going to be uh-huh. the scouts in the press box.
3: The food is real good, right? So the food at the yeah. is real good. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Why not? I, if, and if you mentioned that bizarre play, like, if that was, I don't know, Isaac Radcliffe or like Morgan Frost, uh, their ice time would have been cut down completely and they they would have been sent down. If they weren't already down there, they would have been sent down. But this is a vet who you got to showcase like, oh, you're showcasing Derek Ressard and this this is what he can bring to your team. He can <laughs> cause a turnover with three seconds left in the period that leads to a goal.
0: No, yeah, and it's 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 absolutely frustrating. Like, Justin Braun leaves with the flu. Like, oh, that's good. A sick guy. It, just as everyone's lifting all the restrictions and everything, like, there's a sick guy, and, like, that shit happens. Everyone gets the flu. But it's just frustrating that, like, uh, be better. Everyone just be better for, like, a couple of days so we can trade you.
3: The season from hell. Did, um... I think I, I I could only listen. I couldn't get the game, so I could listen to uh, Saunders and Coetzee, which is fantastic. If, if anybody's watching these games, listen to those guys because it's it's wonderful. And uh, it sounded I, I was it sounded like they scored a power play goal, which surprised me. Like I didn't I did not think they were allowed to do that because I figured <laughs> that guy the the dude they brought in Torchetti. You said he looks a little bit like. Uh, Lindros but I always thought he looked like that guy from like Bar Rescue who was like yelling <laughs> at people to shut it down all the time and that's all he
0: definitely, kids. they definitely have a similar vibe
3: yeah where he just told them to like shut the power play down just shut it down <laughs> don't bother scoring anymore just shut, now that they're going to get berated when they skate back to the bench having scored a power play I, you
0: know every now and then one's just going to find its way in right. like it's <laughs> it, like D- drew just kind of flips it at the net and it it happens to catch jvr's stick and get into the back of the net like uh, you know i guess every now and then one's going to find its way in
3: before i know you got we probably got a ton of callers after this game but uh did you Who see, wouldn't uh, be lining
0: up to talk about this?
3: <laughs> Did you see the jerseys they had on? Uh, uh, somebody sent me pictures. They had like high school jerseys on.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, they all came in the building in uh, like different area teams for the Flyers Cup.
3: I thought that was. I think I thought that was the best part of the game. Was you know the them like kind of representing area uh, high school teams or whatever. That was pretty cool. Uh,
0: that was cool, and it's one of those little things. Like, and thanks a lot, Johnny. Uh, it is one of those little things like the organization. I do think they hear at least some of our complaints and they want to represent like, uh, you know, the roots of hockey in the area and all that. They want to be more in tune with the community. People think that they've uh, turned their backs on that aspect of things a little bit over the years since Ed Snyder's passing. And I think it's just one of those little things. Uh, Would it like to see somebody rocking a Clearview Pioneers jersey, though? I mean, they just won the Tier 1 South Jersey championship. Would have been cool to see them in there. I saw a E, and it was like, all right, but they lost, you know, V-I-E-W, view, 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 baby. They can't. I, if this team was already good, you could afford like a shitty Risto contract because uh, he's not great, but he's an NHL player. He brings an element they want. I like Risto. He's not worth nearly what's being reported. My God. But if this team was like already pretty good, you could afford something like that to pull off what they think they're going to be able to pull off this offseason with this, uh, this aggressive retool. Um, you need that money to go to like excellent players. You really, really need that money to be spent well. And like, Erasmus Rostlinen is not that man. Like he is not an excellent player. He's fine. He's good. I like his physicality. Uh, I, I ideally, sure, want to keep be able to keep him around. Uh, considering they gave up the first round pick for him and everything, and I think you can find a role for him, and he might be able to give you a little bit more offensively when uh, uh, he's just got more confidence in the spot he's in and everything. But shit. Like this team has so few good players, how can you take the money that you could spend on a good player and spend it on the big physical defenseman? Like I just, that would be a disaster. All right, uh, Matt, Matt, you're live on the post game. Hey, Billy, you got me there. Yeah, I got you. You're live, Matt. What's up?
4: Ah, uh, not much, man. I hope you uh, tried some of that uh, Appleton down there in uh, in Jamaica. I tried a little bit
0: of everything down in Jamaica. It was a uh, quite a nice time <laughs>
4: that's that's good that's good. um I wonder if you remember back uh in the time of like when the team had the twin towers Hatcher and rath G when they also struggled on the power play and they put Hatcher net front on on that power play. Yes, yes. kind of made me laugh when uh <laughs> when they did it with wristlining today like. You know, you, you find the biggest guy with, you know, the, the, the biggest ass, and you just tell him to, you know, throw those cheeks in front of the opposing goalie and do his best, and it, it it was kind of funny. Like, he looked like he didn't know what the hell he was doing there, but, you know, like, props to him for trying. Yeah, no, I, I really – it
0: does – I was thinking the exact same thing when I saw it, like, when they tried it with Hatcher, like, all right, well, this guy isn't what he was physically, um fuck it, let's just put him in front of the net. Like, let's use that part of his game. And they're doing the same thing with And now. I mean, anything to try to spark that power play, I guess, why not try dumb stuff at this point? Nothing else is working. It's absolutely an embarrassment, that power play. But it, it did totally make me laugh and think of that Darien Hatcher thing.
4: <laughs> yeah, like, it. you know, it's kind of like a creepy nostalgia feeling almost. But um, the other one, I know you were talking about, you know, Ristolainen's contract and – the funniest part of that for me is like that he actually apparently turned down Fletcher, like Fletcher's out there trying to, you know, give him a blank check with Dave Scott's signature on the bottom. But, you know, the guy kind of looks at him and apparently just says no. Um, So just to tie into that, I saw rumors that uh, they're excited or I don't know, they're looking at Jeff Petrie and I know those Terminator eyes probably excited them. You know, like, watching him last year in, in the playoffs. But I actually got to see the guy um, play Winnipeg a few days ago, and, like, he shot, man. Like, there there's nothing left in the tank for, like, for Petrie, or at least the way I saw him. Um, you know, as,
0: as rumors start to emerge about maybe what they're thinking about doing this offseason and, you know, at the deadline and everything, as much as I was like, all right, I want them to rebuild. I don't believe in this aggressive retool. And it's like, well, they're doing it. So let's hope for the best. And maybe they'll get lucky. And then everything starts coming out about what they're looking to do. And it's like, man, <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs>
4: like, yeah. Man, like it's, it's. You just kind of laugh at this point, right? Like they, you know, they go out there and they're trying to sell this vision that, you know, they're, I don't know. They're gonna go out and buy a nice new like Camaro with, with with all the money they have, and then like Fletcher's gonna go buy like a beat up like Dodge Neon that's like 20 years old. Like I, it's uh I don't know, just pretty crazy. Um, that this plan of the aggressive retool. I know we talk about it a lot, but I I can't get sold on it. Like 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 what are they building, right? It's anyway. I'll, I'll let you go. Hope you had fun then. I'll maybe see you for a few games here yet. Yeah, thanks a lot, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's – like,
0: this Risto stuff, uh, like, he is – he personally is going to save them from themselves by, like, taking a worse deal to be on a better team. And I can't blame him. Like, he he did get his big deal from Buffalo, and he was there all that time. And now he's, you know, he thought he was getting a fresh start on a team that was going for it. And right now, Buffalo and Philadelphia have the same number of standings points. Like, he wants to not be somewhere that's completely fucking miserable. He wants to not play in half-empty buildings. I don't blame him for any of this. Uh, And, again, you can find a a role for the guy, and he's a a decent enough player. But, shit, like, if you're going to pay him, like, a two or a three, you are fucking yourself. Like, then how do you go and actually – they are in. Hopefully, like, all the bad players just turn them down and the good ones are, like – yeah, we'll take that money. Maybe we'll just get lucky with who chooses to come here. I don't. Oh, Harris Barnes, Harris, you're live on
5: the post game. Hey, Bill, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. How are you tonight, Harris? am uh, doing fine. Um, did you guys record? Did you in the game record? Uh, B- BSH um, or not with you on vacation? We're-
0: uh, we didn't do it yet. We're doing it tomorrow. There's going to okay. be a double dose. It's going to be BSH, and I think a flyperbole is coming out tomorrow as well. Oh, nice, nice. I,
5: I just wasn't sure uh, if I'd missed it or something. Um, Yeah, but I uh, was able to watch most of the game, was able to to watch a lot of the third. But, I mean, the offense looked better. That's nice. But then you notice how bad the, the defense played, and, like, they gave up so many – Um. Chances that just shouldn't happen. And you just notice how weak both sides of the D are. And, and for a long time there, everyone thought, oh, my gosh, the left side of D is going to be great for seven to ten years. And then you're like, eh, it's, it's not not good. It, or it's it's like Provrov is nowhere near where people thought. And then Sanheim, uh, like I think people, his production after his draft year, it made it look like he was better than he was. And he, he is what he is.
0: Yeah, and Sandheim is, if you give him some power play time and, you know, the right situation and everything, I think he's a fine second pair defenseman uh, who can move the puck a little for you, but, like, they just don't have that dynamic element. They so badly need some sort of explosive offensive production from somebody, and they don't have anything close to that you know maybe Faraby uh you know he's coming back from the injuries and stuff he's your closest thing but especially on the back end there's nothing there
5: um is Emile Andre going to sign after his SHL year and then come over uh this next year
0: Uh, remains to be seen I would love to see uh just some new blood in the organization uh start bringing these guys over sooner get your hands on them and Maybe that's not great for their development, you know, given our track record, but I would just really like to see, like, find out what you have in players sooner, so you don't wait for three years, and then they come over, and after a year of development, it's like, ah, yep. We need that still. I, I would really like to just see them start moving timelines up on all their guys, but especially the, uh, you know, the players, the, the foreign players who you don't get to watch all the time.
5: Um, and and I think people are thinking Bobby Brink's going to sign after his, his NCAA season at Denver, right? Like, I don't think he's going to keep staying and then play his whole leverage card because I think he's too good to do that. Like, there's no point in him playing another year of NCAA or two years or whatever they're giving him because like he's he, I think he's ready for pro now right
0: yeah and uh like it's not like I think a lot of those guys oftentimes like when they're under drafted but he was a, he was a you know, second-round pick, like, and he's gonna get an opportunity. It's not like the Flyers have a ton of uh, like offensive uh, firepower in front of him. If if he can contribute, he's gonna be here right away.
5: Oh yeah, for sure. And I think yeah, it's his junior year, so he's a little bit older. But like, he's he's showing the offense that he kind of showed in his draft year with Sioux City. Um, and I think there's a lot of forwards that are about to turn pro, or I guess technically already have who are kind of in that same spot. They're going to be very good depth, maybe not the, the highest ceilings, but there's going to be a lot of guys competing uh, for spots in the next few years. And it'll just be interesting to see that infusion of new blood because yeah, there's it, things look pretty bleak with the current roster, but if Fletcher or whomever comes after makes like the right moves and ships out the correct people and lets other guys walk, um, like you could have, a lot of good young players. It's just who's the Giroud replacement, and that's that's the big thing you always bring up.
0: Yeah, and like just in terms of the timeline of it all, you know, say you know I'm I'm convinced I'm convinced that they're convinced they're getting Johnny Goudreau, and that's why they're not going to give up on anything. But it's like, all right, and then we're counting on these young players. Like, when was the last time a young team won a championship? Like, it, it takes a while to get these things going and do the timelines match up. I guess if, you know, Hayes is healthy, katori Ellis, that whole that whole group, then you're better off. But I I just don't see how the timelines of any of this match up.
5: Yeah, like Brink, um, Wisdom, McLennan, like, all these guys that are very solid prospects, but... I don't think – in these guys are smaller guys, too. And there's, I'm not putting the size bias card out, out there, but like it's just hard to imagine another – like, they just become Debrinket all of a sudden. Or – and, like, yeah, it Wisdom's Wis- 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 a different type of player, and, like, he's going to hopefully be a good professional player like he showed last year, but um, – I don't. I just don't like the ceiling is very up in the air for a lot of these guys.
0: Yeah, there's certainly no one uh, believes any of these guys are players you build around. Now, sometimes you just get lucky and you end up with one of those players. But uh, are what are we banking on that? Like, oh yeah, Zaid Wisdom is actually going to be a star. Like, I, I doubt it. You know, <laughs> like, uh, so uh, this plan is very. Uh, It's intriguing. Like, it's going to be fun to cover. It's going to be one of the more fun things to cover this offseason, and with what the Flyers have done in the last few. But uh, I don't know if I see it at this point.
5: And I I was saying to Steve on the last postgame when you were out, like, New Jersey and Columbus, like, they have better or higher end young players that are either on the roster or, like, about to turn pro or come up to the NHL and the Flyers yeah they have some like very solid guys I like what Fletcher's done in the draft for the most part but do they are they able to have these guys come in and really infuse the roster and push it over the top because I think there's two spots in the metro that are going to open up because I think it's like Carolina and New York are going to be good for a while Pittsburgh and Washington are going to fall off and then who's going to take those next two spots
0: yeah, and, God, I've been waiting for Pittsburgh to fall off forever. Did they just steamroll Tampa tonight? I think yeah, they, they did. I saw the yeah. score. Yeah, 5-1. Uh, But, yeah, no, I mean, eventually those teams won't be elite because, my God, like their mid-thirties, their stars are in their mid-30s at this point. And Ron Hextall runs Pittsburgh, so you know that their drafts are all going to be shit. Uh,
5: so their, their drafts have been shit for – Yeah, since Gensel was drafted. Who have they drafted that was that good?
0: No, I mean, they're getting by on. I mean, the depth always steps up for them, but they're getting by on the stars they've gotten by on for the for the duration of their, you know, of their tenures there.
5: They're getting by on like the stars and then Mike Sullivan creating like a really yes. good culture and the dressing room is great and, and all that jazz like Washington's definitely falling off like i watched the washington game against the leafs on my computer and like washington just looks slow and i know the playoffs is a different game and like their game is more suited for the playoffs where there's more physical like it's a little bit more tighter checking slower paced with, with speed but like washington just looked slower and that's because a lot of their guys are old and not that good anymore
0: Yeah, and they know at this point what it is to go through the playoffs. So there could always just be like looking at the standings. It's not like they're gonna miss the playoffs. They'd probably like to be higher in the standings. Both with with Pittsburgh and New York playing the way they are, it might be tough. But like I'm not counting Washington out yet. But yeah, in a year or two, how could they still be like this?
5: And, and Bill, my uh, I guess my last question is, and I know the draft is best player available. And so, like that's who you want the Flyers to take. But if if it comes down to even best player available, do you have a positional bias? It it is is it a center? Is it a like a right shot D like Nemec or whatever his name is from Slovakia? Is it a Matt Savoy? Uh, like they just need the franchise center so bad. They need that thing.
0: Yeah, they need the the star forward, and you'd like it to be the most important position, the center. Uh, but, I mean, they're so devoid of talent, they could use literally everything.
5: Because Shlapkovsky, like, seeing the Olympics and seeing the World Junior Tournament and those limited sample sizes, like, his league of production hasn't been that good, but, like, he's built like Yager, and he's that big center who has decent skating ability but is so tough on the puck. Like, that guy could be a guy down the middle for somebody for the next 12 years.
0: And that's all, like, that's all that's left to hope for this season is just that they continue to play this way, and it results in not wasting a year like this. It results in getting one of those players they so desperately need.
5: Okay. Um, It's good talking to you, Bill.
0: Uh Oh, shit. I hit end there. Sorry, Harris. Uh, It was a delayed thing there, but thanks for calling in, and uh, yeah, it's, here we are. It's what was this? We're at 54 games played, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're getting there. The trade deadline is three weeks away. We're making our way towards the end of this thing. We've 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 suffered through it. Uh, still, you know, still a little bit in front of us, but. We're marching on. We are being the fans that we are supposed to be, and uh, we're staying tuned in. So that's all we can ask for, and I thank you all for staying tuned in to this post-game show and everything on the BSH uh, podcast feed, broadstreethockey.com, all of it. We really appreciate it. We are really happy that you've stayed with us through uh, just another shit-wasted, lost Philadelphia Flyers season. It hurts me just as much as it hurts you, but we get through it together here on the post-game show, so thank you all for listening and thank you for hanging out. Uh, if you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button, search Broad Street Hockey, wherever there podcast podcasts, and boom, content, content, content. Uh, we'll be recording BSH uh, Radio, the flagship show, tomorrow, uh, so look for that. I believe there will be a flyperbole tomorrow as well, so you're getting all sorts of content, and I am back. I will be doing these uh, post-games for pretty much every game for the rest of the season. So stay tuned for those. I hope you all keep showing up because I sure will. Uh, until next time, my name is Bill Mats. Have a great week, everybody.